Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Cult of Collective Commentaries. Featuring Dave AC, The Sixth Doctor, and Randall Thor. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Cultum Collective Commentaries. Um, you'll have to excuse me, uh, Dave doesn't appear to be around. He did leave me a note, though. Hang on one second. Um, oh, I'll read it my best, but Dave voice. Uh, Dear Ian, uh, got to take care of stuff and things. Uh, very important ush-ush business. Be there shortly. Uh, that's Dave enough for you, all right? Yeah? Anyway, the good thing is, is Mike's here. Mike, how you doing? That was an odd accent there for Dave. <laughs> I don't know where that was from. But uh, uh, hello, Ian. My liver puddling failed me. <laughs> uh, Manchester accents. But yeah, hello. I'm I'm here. I, I've been making some prank phone calls recently. I've been using Dashi's tool to get UK numbers. And I, I got this really good new premise where I've been calling people about wine. And I called this one number earlier. Just going to hang up on them. There we go. I'm here. Oh, that's good. Um, Dave should be along shortly. What? Uh, give us a sec, guys. Okay. Uh, give us a sec. Huh. Dave, um, that's quite the noise. I'm not sure what I'm hearing, Dave. Oh. What? There's a bit of a racket. What's going on? Uh, uh, sorry, a bit of a panic there. I'm, uh, I'm shredding some of my wine receipt. Well, the cotton wine receipt. God, Ian, I had this call I'm in a bit of a blind panic. Um, yeah. Some, well, it's an Italian name, but I think it was an American. Uh, didn't catch his name, but anyway, it's all to do with some interstate thing in America. You know, with with our international podcast and wine. And uh, um, anyway, uh, there's the last one. Ah, that's it. So. Uh, Really? How are you doing? Is Mike there as well, or what? Yeah, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Dash it all. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Dave, did he sound something like this? Hey, Dave, I'm calling about this wine order. What? How did you get hold of that call? Wine, I'm calling about. What? Were you doing a prank call on me? <laughs> I've, oh. just, I've, I've just shredded half of the, the Cultum's receipts for the I mean, year. <laughs> oh. What'd you say his name again was, Dave? I don't know, some Italian name. I don't know. R- Rocky? Ricky? R- Rico? That's the one. <laughs> no, I told Ricky not to lose that number. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you don't realise what a panic I've been after I have a glass of wine now. Oh, Let's get this podcast underway. Make sure you share the receipt when you're done drinking that, would you? <clears throat> Hang on, I'll get some uh, glue. 
Right. down. Stick that together. Go on, sorry, up. guys. <laughs> anyway, now that that's taken care of, we can get underway. Ladies and gentlemen, as I said, welcome to the Golden Collective Commentaries. We're about talking all over the top of episodes of wonderful shows, including this one, Better Call Saul. And we're talking all over the top of episode eight, titled, suspiciously, Rico. It's all about a photocopier. Better call Saul, not better call Dave. Thank you very much. <laughs> I thought Rico was was cameras. I don't know. <laughs> oh, they do copiers as well. Uh, apparently. <laughs> Wonder if they do shredders. <laughs> yeah, better watch out for those Ninja Turtles. You know, they're they're out there in New York. <laughs> anyway, if you've joined us for a commentary, a commentary is what you're going to get eventually. All right, gentlemen, are you uh, ready with your official copy of Better Call Saul episode eight? Rico, ready? I am indeed, but my heart's going so fast, I just hope my video doesn't play fast. <laughs> Ostensibly, I'm here for a commentary. Ah, copy that. <laughs> roger, roger. Shredder, shredder. Okay, okay. Oh, we're having a whale of a time already. I used to be the uncontrollable one around here. Painting with the times, you know. All right, well, if everybody at home is uh, prepared with their official episode of Better Call Saul, we shall begin in... Five, four, three, two, one, play. Oh, oh, you always get the one with the wonky wheel, don't you? I always do it at the supermarket. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Wheels on the mail to go round and round all through HHM. You know, it just reminds me on these uh, competitions we could do with a fourth wheel sometimes. <laughs> We've already got three wonky wheels. <laughs> we just need one straight one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to get Jeff here or something. And again, what we mentioned in a previous commentary, the color scheme, depending on how far the flashback is. Right. Here. They have this the... muted palette here. Yeah. Right. Uh, one of the uh, gentlemen we saw getting mail there was Gene uh, Chavez, who... Uh, it's actually been in a number of these episodes as an HHM attorney or employee. Um, but he's also been in the Avengers as ah. a shield guard. You know, I just rewatched the first Avengers earlier this week. Still a great movie. I actually, on the weekend, got to see uh, Age of Ultron. Ooh, so do I. So apparently, do I. apparently he's 15. Okay, now it went over already said. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, Ultron... <laughs> I thought I thought James Spader was older than that. <laughs> I thought you were saying that Jimmy the mailman here was only supposed to be 15. I thought, that's a bit of a stretch. Oh? The doctor says it's negative. <laughs> By the way, if, if, if you're interested, you can, you can check out the uh, University of American Samoa on Facebook. Yeah. They're very parrot of a, of, a, of a student of theirs. We can kiss now, it's negative. <laughs> David. That's called a tape, a dictation machine, guys. <laughs> Richard who? Richard Potato. Dictator. Sorry, lousy joke. 
Yeah, I passed a bar once, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Only once. Yeah, limbo bar. Do you mean walk into a bar? Third man ducked. Yeah. <laughs> One, uh, was it two men walking to a bar, one man leaves? <laughs> oh no, a that's dyslexic, uh, Mad Max. <laughs> a dyslexic guy walks into a bra. <laughs> Good land crabs. <laughs> yes, you can actually seriously look up University of American Samoa, and they have a Facebook page. University of Samoa? I went to DeVry University. American Samoa. American Samoa. <laughs> America. America. No, it's Eddie Murphy in Coming to America that went to the University of America. I've not heard of that, says the uh, young lady. Anyway, we, meanwhile. Yeah, ordering. We have this out of order chronology going on with these teasers throughout the series. This comes before. I think this, this may be the earliest flashback we've seen in the series so far. No, no, I take that back. It isn't. The earliest flashback we've seen, I think, is with, when he's with his friend Marco back in Philly. Well, come on, Mike. You're the expert in teasers. <laughs> Saul has one thing, and probably only one thing in common. Uh... Yeah, the, the, the Diploma in Souls office, um, which is echoed here, um, is from the University of American Samoa, which isn't actually an accredited law school. <laughs> in fact, if you go to the yeah. University of American Samoa Facebook page, uh, there's a picture of Saul. <laughs> so maybe the most presentable of alumni, which doesn't bode well for the other grads. <laughs> uh, first and only, yeah. <laughs> we finally have one. Yeah, let's get some stats out of the way. Uh, of course, uh, episode eight and only two more to follow. Uh, first aired March 23rd, 2015. 2.87 million on first viewing. And it's um, 47 minutes. Uh, again, we seem to have slight variation in these. Oh, now this is quite good. I thought, hello, I've lost my sound. Say what? What the drinks are? Is that Coke? Is that Tyson? Uh, looks like Fanta. Fanta. Fanta, yeah. Fanta. And, and then some probably generic looking cola. Might, might be Diet Coca-Cola. L- Lilt at the back, gray I think. Logo. L- Lilt at the back. Sprite, yeah. probably. Sprite. Lilt. Oh, the green one, yeah. Sprite. Right. I had Fanta going up to Scotland. Uh, yes, a couple of days. Burton Brew, yeah. Scottish National Party. <laughs> Now you see, if this was Red Dwarf, he'd look behind him and invent bubble wrap. <laughs> what was it, that tension thing in uh, Red Dwarf? Mm. Tension sheet. Yeah, that was painted it. Painted bubble wrap bread and, and put the, <laughs> the words tension sheet on it. Okay, so the earliest timeline we've seen was with his friend Marco. Then we get... This, I guess, where he's... there. That could be a reference to Breaking Bad. If anyone's catching visual references to Breaking Bad, the tarantula in the desert. 
Yeah, and a full six and a half minutes in, coming up six minutes and 29 seconds. Ah, she's back in. All right, going over some feedback that I've received over some previous episodes. Why didn't I catch the uh, what some previous episode titles were? The episode 5-0, we never explained what, what, why, why, why that episode was called 5-0. Uh, and for those who didn't catch it, 5-0 is slang for police. So, and that episode was heavily about the police. This episode, RICO, however, I'll go ahead and say, is it's 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 in all caps for a reason. It's a it's a it's an anagram standing for Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act. There's an A at the end. I guess that's just on its own. But RICO, Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations. We'll see how that comes into play. Oh, it's uh, yeah, Julian in Paula. Remember those TVs or the, the TVs like <laughs> that? Uh, Ian does. <laughs> yeah, I've got one. Yeah, okay. I don't use it anymore. It's sitting out in the little eye. <laughs> so if anyone wants a big screen TV or those rear projection, <laughs> yep, rear projection. Yeah. First time I ever saw one of those was back in, I think, 96. My uncle had one, and the Nintendo 64 had just come out, so I saw that for the first time on that kind of a TV, playing Mario 64. Uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart film on there, I'm not quite sure which, but that uh, actress you just mentioned, I remember her from watching uh, Judging Amy. She was uh, really good in that. Elder Law. <laughs> He's finally settled on a payment system. Well, on a price. The money first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh dear. Uh, she's probably spent it all on wine, Ian. Have you spent yeah. any money on wine? Oh, speaking of which, I've got some wine here. Um, although I don't think I spent any money on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a Matt Parrish 2013 Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa Valley, and it's quite tasty indeed. It's a naked wine's wine, of course. Today's podcast brought to you by Naked Wines, or at least a drunken part of it. I've got a wine from the south of France, uh, uh, Madiran, uh, I think is the area, 2012. It's a lovely blended wine, Tanan, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, uh, very nice, uh, dark, black fruit and uh, licorice and a slight hint of chocolate. And I'm over here drinking a vintage 2015 Sierra Mist. Ooh. 
He's smelling a rat, I think, here. Ice. Well, I had before this show. Oh, sorry. Very, yeah, very above board. I'm sure it is. And he smells red. <laughs> Paula being paid by uh, Gillian Armanetti Ar mm. has uh, also been in uh, Kittens in a Cage, Fresh Off the Boat, Arrested Development, Desperate Housewives. She's done quite a lot. Oh, yeah. there we go. ER. She's been in ER. ER! Ha -ha. She's been in an episode of ER. Hello, and he's back checking his paperwork. Mm. Now, obviously, we're not going to do any spoilers for further advance, but do I take it you guys have seen to the end of the series now? We've said that several times. Yes, Dave. Well, I mean, I, I don't know when the last episode aired. Oh, so it was quite a while ago. Ah, right. Yeah. At least a month ago. Yeah, we're a little behind here at the Coltham Studios, um, mainly because of uh, me. <laughs> I'm a hard man, hard man to nail down. Hard man, yes. <laughs> That's the trick, isn't it? In small print. <laughs> Especially when you have that sort of lighting. Well, in the UK, one one eight one one eight is a, a <laughs> director inquiries. <laughs> hmm. Well, one of them, anyway. Hello, can you hear? Mike's prank brain working up there. <laughs> we just uh, spoofed my caller ID here. <laughs> ah. The student becomes a teacher, grasshopper. 
And he's still uh, the earnest, the earnest man at this time, isn't he? He's still, wanting well, still impress his brother, still, still make his way in the world, get a big break. Yeah, just if you remember the timeline that we have, what Saul, sorry, Jimmy was in jail, and Chuck bailed him out under the condition that he become a good lawyer, and that's what Jimmy's trying to do. This, he has his first big case here. He's he's found he's found something here that he could go after. All right. He's done his research, and all of a sudden. Absolutely no solicitors of any kind allowed on the premises. Solicitation. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, what a thought. He's a, he's a brain wipe. And they're sh- hey Dave. What? Is that the kind of shreddy you got? Oh, hang on a minute. Let me see what mine sounds like. It sounds the same. Yeah, similar. Oh, mine's getting a bit hot now after all that work. That's so <laughs> angry. <laughs> Edward G. Robinson, absolutely fantastic in that film. His last you know, film he made. You know, I hear so little green as people. <laughs> Spoilers, Mike. Well, it's not like he's spoiling the end of... Anyway. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. Insert joke here. <laughs> oh, it's full, it's full, full. I need some paper. Oh. And uh, since you shredded all this paper, let me just uh, tell you that uh, another time check. Well, it's 16 minutes and 56 seconds. And he's not been in the toilet that long, but... <laughs> How does he write that quickly? I can't write that quickly. Then again, cinematography. <laughs> to whatever thing. Okay. <laughs> Eh? What? Well, yeah, I thought that was a beauty. I thought that was a beauty thing we did. You skin it. Oh, I felt that. (laughs) Hey, it's Mike. Mike. He's still doing that crossword. Yeah. (laughs) Gonna write an angry letter to Will Shorts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I had some uh, rather unkind things to say about him in a play I did called <laughs> Call to a Cross. Oh, there you go. It was all about crosswords and falling in love. Crosswords. Yes. What's he doing? A a across. Uh, Across eight for did blue. You, did you make green. sure to write those letters to NPR Weekend Edition? Yeah. <laughs> the clue is green fracture. Oh, breaking legs. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I 
Look at cell the phones. phones. Look yeah, at the cell phones. phones. <laughs> Don't worry about stickers with that person. Nope. It's not like he's Jimmy. <laughs> Parking rates, two dollars for half an hour. Is that I suppose that was about right for them, wasn't it? It's probably about ten dollars now. Yeah. Depending on where you're parking, yeah. Most complaints in the UK are for parking charges at hospitals. Because people say they're so long, they said it's like 10 quid a day, which is like, what, $15, $16. Mm. Now, when I felt all this first time, I thought he was going to follow this woman home or something and try and uh, you know, appeal to a better side. Unusual choice of music again. Time for a little dumpster diving. Oh. You could find some neat stuff while dumpster diving. Oh. <laughs> oh. Depending on where you're dumpster diving. <laughs> That's right, I on this phone. I imagine in these parts of the States where it's... Uh, gets up to 80 degrees inside one of those it's up to about 100 and cooking i would think mm. oh. yeah, yeah this is new mexico so oh, desert can... region it's what we call smelly acting this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'd okay, rather well. be dumpster diving in a dumpster behind a phone company find some lineman's headsets what what was it that um What's it from Friends says the Jake LaMotta when he's playing sm the smell the fart act, isn't it? Yeah, it? smell the fart acting. <laughs> Somebody's been listening to trivia. <laughs> yeah. What's trivia? Oh. Never heard of it. Adult diaper. <laughs> oh, dear. Depends on where you are. <laughs> Uh oh, here comes some more. Depends on where you are. <laughs> Dave. What? It's a brand of adult diaper. Yeah. I just. It's cool. Now depends. I think. Now I'm suddenly huh? I might have. There's a Saturday Night Live commercial oh, parody. Oops, I grabbed my pants. <laughs> Saturday Night Live. Remind me to tell you the really, really off color joke I've got. Later. Was it told yeah. by Bob Saget? Or we wouldn't be. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, gosh. You know, now that Full House is coming back, I just can't see Bob Saget as Denny Tenor anymore <laughs> after hearing his stand-up routine. Yep. <sighs> and it's uh, Dennis uh, Bob Sakatis. Playing uh, Rick Schweigart. It's currently filming uh, Money Monster. Uh, Post-production of Moment is free held. And uh, just completed work on uh, The Inherited. Uh, but he's been in Law & Order SVU. Or SUV, oh, that's where sure. I've seen him. <laughs> SUV. SUV. <laughs> I've been in Game of Thrones, as he looks a bit 
familiar from that. No, not not according to this. Uh, uh, he's been in Elementary, an episode of Elementary. Huh. Still a much better, and I won't go there. Never mind. Uh, Shameless, an episode of House. Oh, see, see, Doctor, Doctor. Yeah, Shahab. there's a Sherlock theme there. Elementary House. Yeah. And seven episodes oh. of Law and Order. Even more. Huh? Oh, oh, oh. Hmm? He played Dr. David uh, Kolowitz on ER. All right, ER. Oh. Good enough. Yep. There's also in the X-Files. Oh. Which episode? Brand X. Okay. Playing Dr. Peter Voss. That's so where I recognize him. Lawyers because... and doctors. <laughs> I, 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 that's, earlier this year, I was watching all of the X-Files for the first time. Okay. I remember that episode. Oh, he's a new suit, I think. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ow. There goes his Matlock suit. <laughs> this is just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> What happens next? And there he is. The oh, hey, look what's writing. over here. Paper like, recycling. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, dear. We use blue ones in the UK for newspaper as well. Down here in Florida, we use uh, green bins with a yellow... For our, our recycling. Hold on, let uh, me call up a UK person here. Have you checked your wheelie bins? <laughs> <laughs> uh, up to recently, it was the green for uh, plastics and tin, uh, and brown for garden waste, and black for ordinary. But they swapped around because the the green bins too small and the black bins too big. Did any of them try to capture someone with silly CGI effects? And a burp at the end. Yeah, a burp at the end. For comic effect. Oh, this song. This this song here. Uh, huh? I like this song. This is a great track here. This Not song without words. words. Well, it, the actual, it, this is just a loop of the uh, intro. But uh-huh. um, uh, it's used as a common music, it's a commonly used music bed on a podcast I listen to, Madhouse Radio. It's a prank show. Print call show, but uh, Carlito uses this quite frequently. And I had the name of this song, uh, but I it's it's completely. You can't hide from the truth. Is the name of the is the name of the track, and it's by. Uh, let's see here, Maloko. I have the same um, same love for uh, the TV show Moon Moon Boy. The little uh, musical sting that they use at the beginning of that. It's from an yeah. RTE show. Um, and I keep forgetting it as well. There's something we should do a commentary on. Moon Boy. I love Moon Boy. Public okay. access to the, to the evidence. Hobo. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard 
Brad Carter do prank calls about that. Call up Richard neighborhoods and tell them you you, you need to go check your wheelie bins. You make this look like a hobo neighborhood. <laughs> Where's your wheelie bin? <laughs> I've been down the pub. Where's your wheelie bin? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I swear I was down the pub. Ah, uh, yes, the intro music for, for each episode of Moonboy is Tico's Tune by Jeff Love. Ah. Uh, recorded by him under the name Manuel, Manuel, I'm sorry, Manuel, and the music of the mountains. It was uh, used as a theme music for the uh, Gay Burn Show, a long-running and immensely popular morning radio show on RTE Radio 1. Long-running Madhouse Radio just is, is it's celebrating its tenth year this year, this June. Mm. Ah, cup of tea. No, maybe not. Oh yes, teapot. I think they drink coffee. Can't stand uh, coffee. Uh, I don't know why I like you. <laughs> I've tried it many times. I just can't stand the taste. I don't think I've ever drunk a full cup of coffee ever in my life. I don't know you two at all. <laughs> I'm not really into stimulants. I prefer my wine. <laughs> yeah, I prefer depressants, you know. <laughs> what, like Doctor Who? <laughs> oh, very oh, depressing. Very, 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 very... <laughs> You know, it, Mike was saying, I don't know why we did that commentary on the Runaway Bride. Was it not Runaway Bride? Um, what was the one that I, I put out as a, a back catalogue one? It must have been a Moffat. It was the girl, girl in the Fireplace. Girl in the Fireplace. You were raving about it during the actual recording. Years <laughs> later, now that I've, in retrospect, now that I've noticed things that Moffat does repeatedly and di- and disturbing, creepy things that he did in that episode, that he di- did again. Made it make Scroll in the Fireplace a terrible episode. Why would anyone think having a having a strange adult stranger, an adult in a in, in a young girl's bedroom when she's asleep? Why would anyone think that's a good idea? That's <laughs> disturbing. That's creepy. <laughs> uh, when he accepted his uh, his BAFTA for um, Sherlock. He, he came up on stage and says, yeah, I, know, I don't know why we won. I watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I was upset that uh, Sheridan Smith didn't win for Scylla, though. That was an outrage. Her performance was fantastic in that. Oh, oh I could have done some bingo numbers on these again. <laughs> <laughs> And now you see Chuck really kind of firing on all cylinders. Like, uh-huh. yeah, Somebody, something's got him back into the groove. Yeah, he's found his mojo. Ah, yeah, Moloko mojo. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's taking taking it back there. He's like, <laughs> oh, it's quite it's quite sweet. Yeah, really. When you think about it, you know, he's like. <laughs> lovely look there from when we came. Just like, oh boy, I just got hugged. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't realize how you know important it is to his brother that you know he's finally got he's finally actually stumbled onto something 
decent as far as like, the case goes, and it's his all his. Yeah, and he found it, and he's doing the right thing, and it's a it's a big moment really for Jimmy to it is. To, to to be doing this, and you know for his brother to say, yeah, we're working on this. You know, it's it's amazing. You got a lot of papers. There was a Holmes reference. Schlesinger v. Disney. <laughs> oh, Disney. Don't mess with Disney. Don't mess with their copyright. Huh? <laughs> Print everything. Print Wikipedia. And don't forget, aren't we talking in the age of days of real printers here? (laughs) (laughs) Dot matrix printers. We're we're beyond that. I think think so. I think so. You're right. So we're we're, we're up to about 2002. And... um... Just, just, just so you know that uh, the the cases that he was actually rattling off there are actually real. Yeah, uh, they are. Steven Schlesinger Inc. versus uh, Disney Enterprises. It was all over a Milne's uh, literary work featuring Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. The second time he's been in the Pooh in this episode. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that stuff went there. <laughs> <laughs> that really was a pile. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a nose for this job. <laughs> well, a pardon? I'm very proud of. <laughs> Okay. One, one slice, cracky. <laughs> no, pizza. Uh, but not working very hard on the case, are they? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking a break. Uh. That, that play putty, what do they call it? Play Dolito. Yeah. See, uh, Callum was just playing with that earlier this evening. Play Doh. <laughs> I'll give you a last uh, time check 34 minutes and two seconds. Which, as a bit of fun trivia here, Play-Doh wasn't originally made as, you know, a plaything for kids. It was originally made as wallpaper cleaner back in the 1930s. Wallpaper cleaner. Wallpaper cleaner. Speaking of dough. Yeah. This is not (laughs) This presumably is the $6,000 she found in a bag. Which we assume is from the uh, sale of uh, his car. Remember, he told them the barman he'd sold his car, and we assume that that's the proceeds he'd stuck in her baggage. She's not aware of that, of course. 
Yeah. Buy a big TV. <laughs> and a Blu-ray player. I got two of them to sell. <laughs> people people still use those? I thought we'd move beyond to just uh, all digital stuff. Well, of course, I, I do 4K streaming from... Uh, your new TV. TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smaller than Ian's, but uh, nicely formed. Sizest. Uh-oh. And of course, lawyers tend to use these sort of um, facsimile machines because they they can be used legally because they're not... Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. Oops. Fax machines, and he thought the old dial-up modem sound of the 90s was dead. Yeah. They still make that sound. Well, don't they do that in is it the film Air Force One where they cut all the communications, but uh, they... Uh, the facsimile machines on a different system or something. And all the young uh, Top Guns have forgotten about that. Uh. Palm Pilots. Ah! Remember those PDAs? <laughs> displays of affection. What? Remember pagers? Oh, I used Remember to have to have one of those. To- you could text, do texting of a sort on pagers, yep. <laughs> just using numbers. <laughs> well, it's about the time the new, was it the neutron? Ca- uh, not neutron, or something came out. I used to have to be on call for a, a parts company that I worked for. for actually, I mentioned um, they did some medical imaging supplies, and if they needed a replacement part for a uh, for a medical imaging device, mm-hmm. they would uh, page us on the, on the weekend. We'd run down there and we'd uh, have it sent back global to whichever hospital needed it or to directly to the technician. So it's kind of exciting stuff, you know, because it's like it wasn't just, you know, oh, we need to get this company up and running again. It's like, you know, you know people's lives depend on getting this piece of equipment up and running again. Well, the first school I taught in, the desk still had inkwells. Kids, kids could dip their ink, uh, the pens in the inkwells. Oh, desks I I had when I was a kid actually had the the, the holes for the inkwells. Yeah. Desks at one of my elementary schools I went to had that. Just old desks they had. We didn't use them. The desk still had that. Mm. What kind of school did you go to, Rand? (laughs) (laughs) Then again, I, I learned to type on a typewriter, so... Old Smith Corona. Yep, I went to uh, I went I had typing in school, and uh, actually took a typing class outside of school. Yeah, so I remember when the caps lock actually, the lock meant something. Yeah, it locked. <laughs> Press that down, it raised the carriage, and it locked into place. Yep. For more information on yeah. typing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Of course, you're not old if you didn't. I mean, we didn't do it in the UK, but I bet in America, uh, in the fifties, you know, the kids still did the uh, duck and cover routine. Oh, just duck in case and cover, a bomb yeah. went on. Yeah, well. Yep, Cold War, Cold War era. Yep. 
elder abuse. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you Yeah, I got some of that, yeah. <laughs> Around here, elder abuse is if we withhold Dave's wine. <laughs> He's a bit worried that his brother's going to freak out still. There's the silence from Chuck here. Yeah, they're they're taking it that he's coming from a a thing of strength, but we're all thinking he's going to run away in a minute. Mm. Make their clients whole. Numbers. Mm. He's doing a bit of an Al Pacino act, this guy, at the moment. (laughs) Well, look who thinks they've won. (laughs) I love how the the pens are all set with the the pens all at the top of Mm. the uh, the legal pads. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, this is what panicked me earlier, you see, because I, be, I believe in America, you can't ship wine across certain state lines. No. Yeah. Is it Bruce that lives in a dry state or something? I think there's some dry states. Yeah. And then you run into situations where, okay, is it a, is it a dry state or is it a dry county? Right. Ah, Maybe even then, maybe it's a dry town. They, different towns have their own legislation, their own laws, whatever. Yeah, you might not be able to get a drink, but you can get some medicinal help. Medicinal help? Hmm. Tell me more, Dave. I don't know. It's, it's some state called Bong or something. Colorado. Washington. Oh. Still Come silence on. from Chuck. <laughs> Somebody just started wearing themselves. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Suddenly. He's flipped, he's flipped, he's thinking, oh, he's flipped, my brother's flipped. <laughs> Suddenly Jimmy's confused. <laughs> Jimmy's like, I had him on the hook for a couple of million. <laughs> wondering what just happened. Yeah, 12 of them. That Rico is a kicker. Yeah. I wonder if there's a harbor named Rico anywhere. Some people will get that reference, others won't. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Rico Harbor. 
What about Rico Suave? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perhaps there's a sunpiper crossing somewhere. Bunny! Uh, you're going to that steer places, mate. He's a little bit of income. Yep. Huh? <laughs> yeah, he's in full world there. Got everything lined up, sorted. What you, what's going on there, Dave? Ah. Your audio sounded a bit different. Like you're drinking wine again. Me? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, found it all A bit of tinfoil in sight. <laughs> nope. And this is worth a little watch. Shows just how focused he is on the case. Yeah. Ooh. And then suddenly. Yeah, I had to say something. To bring him out of his focus. Yep. Huh? I think he's forming a word beginning with F. <laughs> Vicus? <laughs> Vicanin. Oh, that's V. <laughs> oh. There you go. And there we go. There we go. Boom. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that.
Gosh, there's about five different production companies there. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty then. Well, let's episode eight in the bag, folks. Uh, just leaves our wrap up, and uh, I'll go first. Um, this is somewhat of a well. It's it's a good uh, a good Jimmy episode here. You know, we see him finally getting his uh, clothes into a, a proper case. Um, and something that's it's his own, his own discovery. Uh, he does he does all the groundwork for this, um, and then brings it to his brother. And you know, th- getting that chance to to finally do some proper lawyering. Um, it's good to see him. You know, it's good to see him in this kind of frame of mind and and and, and going for it. There's other bits and pieces that are going on that are setting up for the next episode, which is even better. I'm really looking forward to next week's episode. Um, but yeah, this this one is good. It sets up all the groundwork for this. Um, you see Jimmy doing some proper lawyer and stuff. And uh, I, I still haven't decided whether Chuck was hanging back for the, for the final kill or whether he was... Uh, not quite prepared for, you know, what he was doing. You know, whether he freaked out just a little bit there on the meeting, or or whether he was just waiting for the moment to strike. You know, letting his brother kind of lay a little, uh, lay all the details out there so he could turn around and say twenty mil. <laughs> but yeah, a great episode. Uh, really enjoyed this one. Yeah, not not an awful lot to say. Just it, it's it, it's a good one. Um, Mike, yeah, as you said, there we're setting setting the stage for you know the end of this series, end of this first season. We've got after this two more episodes. We're nearly done with season one of Better Call Saul, and we're nearly done with all the episodes that are out at this point. But uh, last week we finally had the resolution of the uh, the Kettleman's story arc, which had been going on the entire run of the show so far at the uh, since. Episode 1 to Episode 7, uh, the Kettleman story arc. Now we have a new story arc starting here, and it's not out of nowhere. It's it's not something that's just brought in entirely new. We've had this story, this new story arc seeded since for for a while now, ever since uh, ever since Jimmy started doing the whole elder law thing, and now he's just he's he's found a nursing home, and we it, it's it's a place we've seen him last week. The the the, the bingo games and where he started putting out advertisements needle will call mcgill that that whole thing that he has going on and so it's building on what we what we have it's not something entirely out of nowhere and now we and now we have chuck in, in on this chuck is helping with the case and it's it's motivating him as well it's giving him something to do it's it's reinvigorating his his his, his lawyer instincts Shall I say it's he has something new to work on, and it's it's all because of Jimmy. Jimmy's found something. He's he found this on his own. Just he he looked at the evidence. He looked at what was going on, and suddenly put two and two together. Boom, got a case. Something's going on here, and Jimmy investigates, and we'll we'll see where this road goes. But uh, at the at this moment, it's looking back at the what, what we saw when. When Chuck bailed Jimmy out of jail and under the condition of you know become a lawyer, 
and what we saw with the uh, the even further flashback of the teaser of this episode, you know, it's he's he's becoming a he's becoming a legitimate lawyer. He's on that road. That's what Jimmy's on. He's he's trying to do that. And if it's just for if it's for Chuck or if it's for himself, who knows? If this, but it's he 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 finally found something to focus on. And other parts in this episode, we have the whole story arc with Mike going on in the background. We had that touched on again in this episode. Uh, we'll see where that goes. But uh, overall, just linking, bridging the gap, so to speak, from the end of the Kettleman story arc and setting things up for the end of the season. This was a great episode. Just all right. had some had some funny bits to it to, to the episode. And you know uh, what we've said before. And when the show was announced, there was that idea that it, that it would be more of a comedy. Uh, this episode did have its fair share of humorous moments. Uh, the Jimmy writing up the, the the letter there on the toilet paper that was that was amusing. The single ply, whatever. But overall, I enjoyed this episode, and I'm definitely looking forward to uh, the next two episodes. Uh, does, there's a, there's so much I want to discuss in the next two episodes. <laughs> this is setting the stage, and I can't wait to hear Dave's response. And speaking of Dave, okay, yeah, um, I won't uh, talk a lot on, on this one, there, but the point is, uh, uh, as Mike quite rightly pointed out, a lot of the groundwork's been done. We we know that the the journey that the the main character is on, his relationship with his brother, and how important that is for for him. We're getting used to now this way that the uh, the different directors have uh, crafted the show in terms of moving between uh, different times periods uh, so really this is um this is a story centered episode this is one where uh, a lot of the uh, the background is in place and we're we're seeing the main cast members working together on on a solid uh, line of inquiry and um, inadvertently Although Jimmy, uh, when he's talking to his uh, his friend who's going to do the printing for him, he realised that this is going to be good for his brother, but not in such rapid succession as it turns out to be. Uh, and this the uh, the nice reveal at the table where you think, um, uh, for once, it's not Jimmy who's in question. It's it's whether uh, Chuck is going to stand up to this scrutiny of actually having other people in the room. It's one thing him. Dealing with the uh, paperwork and uh, uh, being a sort of um, a mentor to his brother, but these other hard-bitten lawyers coming into his house, uh, the stress factor seems to have cranked up for him, uh, and there's this uh, worry that he might just, uh, you know, backfire and uh, implode. Um, can you backfire and implode at the same time? I don't know, but that's what I was saying. Um, and uh, and then of course he he drops the bombshell, twenty million. Uh, and he has the groundwork to prove that this is a, a big uh, company that works across different states. If you multiply it up with all these different homes, uh, the overcharging that's going on, it's um, it, they can prove that it's um, not just uh, you know individual things. It's actually an institutional thing, and therefore he can uh, uh, equate it to this uh, RICO Act. Of course, which gives the episode name. So yeah, a very solid episode. Uh, I'm glad it's this far in because um, uh, we can concentrate on the ins and outs of the the legalities and the law, because a lot of the uh, the place work and the groundwork has been done for the characters themselves. 
So, uh, I mean, I don't know whether the next two episodes, the final two episodes, are basically a double parter, um, but it seems so from from what Mike was just saying, and indeed I'm looking forward to it, as um, the guys have already said it, and um, yeah, I'll look forward to that. Shredder is put away, I'm ready to watch. Alrighty. Well, hopefully uh, you all at home are uh, poised on the end of your seats for the last two episodes of Better Call Saul. Well, uh, our commentaries on uh, the last two episodes of Better Call Saul. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, we hope you are all poised and ready. But until then, it's goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. It's goodbye from Dave AC. And it's goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Goodbye, everybody. Now I've got to find a way of getting all these strips back together now. <laughs> no stripping on this show, thank you very much. <laughs> no, I think I better prank call Saul. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.